Hi, and welcome to West Wasted Takes, episode 59. Somebody's wasted. The Jack Hall episode again. Didn't we screw up the number last week? I don't know. Yeah, yeah we did. We said 59, it was 58. So it's- that episode again. We also uh, didn't put out last week's episode. So this is three weeks in a row that we haven't released an episode. <laughs> so I didn't do polls. So polls haven't been done for three weeks. Um... Yeah, I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, living the dream. You did. So, uh, light week. Not a lot to talk about. Um, does anybody have any winners and losers? Uh, no, because literally nothing happened. Um, anybody else? No input? Um, not much happened. I can't. I can't really think of anything. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Who's got a waste to take? Trey, I do. Oh, Cam starts. Cam, go. I have one. Um, I some news that I heard this week, um, and since we're kind of turning into a March Madness season type of podcast, hopefully we'll get it this year. Um. There was a noise coming out of Durham, North Carolina. If you guys heard about that, um, freshman Jalen Johnson. Oh yeah, a Duke star decided that he was going to opt out, and a lot of people are conversing about it, saying, you know, that's not opting out; it's quitting because your team was bad. And I 100% agree. I think that if you're a freshman playing for one of the most prominent, you know, college basketball teams in the nation. Why would you take that for granted? You got to play half season. I would never draft this kid. Moral of the story is I think this makes Duke a much better team. I think get rid of the, get rid of the cancers on your team. I think Duke's going to have a big turnaround. Now you're going to start winning games. They're going to go deep into the ACC tournament. They're going to clinch a spot. Um, and I think that Duke turns the season around. I don't know what I want to put on this as a specific, but I'm going to say because this guy opted out, quit on his team, Duke turns it around and makes a, an Elite Eight run. Uh, you probably know the most about this, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, Cam, I'm going to come off right off the bat. Is You know they have to win the ACC tournament to make March Madness at this point, right? They're Duke. They're Duke. Like, no, like, they, they're, they like, 500. So. Maybe below 500 on the entire season. They have to win Mar- their conference championship just to make March Madness. I don't think so. I don't think so at all, actually. No, like, they're not even close to ranked camp. They're actually, like, bottom half of their conference. All right, so right now, Duke is 8-8. Eight and eight. So... I'm going to assume that they have, what, like 10, 15 games left. Not going to say they'll win them all, but um, I don't think you have to win the ACC to get a shot in the tournament. If they show toughness at the end of the season and make a little bit of a run in the ACC tournament, maybe win two, three games, I think that the the tourney lets them in 100%. 
I guess I just don't buy that they're good. I don't. I just. I watched a game they played this year. They're just not good enough to make the tournament in my eyes. That's just my personal opinion, though. And Coach K is going to fake an injury within the next couple of weeks to get out of the season because he's a fraud. <laughs> he is a fraud. Um, all I have to say is I think Duke's dead. Uh, I. I predicted the demise of the Duke program, namely Coach K, last year. Uh, they're cursed after the Zion Williamson uh, pay scandal that kind of just got swept under the rug. Um, so I think that even cutting this guy isn't going to make that big of a difference. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I disagree, Cam. Dylan? So this take just comes down to this guy's a cancer. They cut him. Now they're going to be better. All right, so, yeah, there's probably truth in, in getting rid of um, somebody who will bring your team better if that guy truly is a cancer. But you can't turn around an entire season just by getting rid of one guy. Um, so I think Duke's out. Uh, if they can make the tournament, I, they would really have to do something special, Cam, um, being 8-8 eight and eight right now. I don't really see it happening. Um, but I don't think Tucker's right. I don't think that it's like an absolute zero chance. I'd give him like 20%. They definitely got a bump from this guy leaving, but it's might not turn the table completely. Fine. Fair. But I do All think right. it's better for the team that he's gone. I didn't get to catch up to this. I was a little bit, I'm one of my anti-Duke rant, but, um, I do think it's better for the team, and I think that guy's going to lose draft stock by his decision to sit out the rest of the season. It was a coward's move. Well, oh, the team plays bad, and you decide to leave. It's such a coward move. I hate it. The opposite side of the spectrum, I've seen a couple of people defending him, saying that he's not getting paid, so it's not quitting. You can't quit if you're not getting paid, which I think is dumb. Yes, like, you can. You are getting paid. You're literally not having to pay, which means getting paid. So I, I think it's dumb. I think he's a coward. I think he was never good in the first place. He couldn't carry his team to an above 500 record. So he's done. And if he decides to declare for the draft, then, you know, I hope he doesn't get drafted. What's this joker's name again? Uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, that's such a joke of a take, though, that if you're not getting paid, you can't quit. Like, if I just stopped coming to practice in high school, people wouldn't be like, nah, he didn't quit. They weren't paying him to run. I mean, it's just a dumb take. He quit on his team. Like, he quit on his teammates. He quit on his team. It's pathetic. And, Tucker I mean, I Duke. think it should affect his draft stock. I, I hate Duke, but I also hate this Duke. Can, can you go into a little depth of, like, why this guy is not like? What? No, he just... He was a top prospect. He didn't get the minutes he wanted, and he um, actually I don't even think it was a minutes thing because I'm pretty sure he wasn't starting based off of his own wishes. But um, basically, he decided he was going to sit out the rest of the season instead of play because Duke was playing bad. All right, I have a take. It's a Boston sports take, but it's not a positive Boston sports take. So. Earlier this week, Andrew Benintendi 
was dealt to the Kansas City Royals. One, uh, one more piece from that 2018 championship roster that's gone. And I just, uh, every time somebody leaves Boston, I've been seeing tweets that say, there's who's Boston lost. If we go back, you know, two years, here's who we've lost. Tom Brady, Mookie Betts, two of the best players in their sports. Zidane Ochara, the captain of our team. Gordon Hayward, a solid player. I still think that's not that bad that they lost him. Um, who else? Ben Intendi now. Um, Gronk. Just so many people. My take is that Boston sports are experiencing experiencing the greatest exodus of talent in the history of sports right now. Boston's losing every single talented player that comes to Boston is leaving. They're experiencing no, this. This hasn't never happened to any other sports city where all their teams are having their best players leave. Not necessarily for the Celtics or the Bruins, but. <laughs> The, the heart and soul of the team, the guys you love, the grinders, the championship-winning players are all leaving. And uh, I think it's it's historically the first time that this amount of talent has left a city. So that's my take. Um, so I will get into this more during my take because my take actually kind of stems off this. But what I will say is that I think that a lot of these decisions are – not just I'm, actually, I'm going to go into the Ben Tendy one. The acting like Ben Tendy was a star and not just a player that we all liked because he had cool hair and he was one half of the Flow Bros is a joke. I mean, like, what he bat last season, 180 to 200. He did not play well. Like, I mean, I in my I thought that we won that trade just because we need to rebuild the team and. We got pieces to rebuild the team. Benintendi was not going to be part of a championship roster going forward, so I had no problem with that trade whatsoever. That, I, I, I agree with that, too, but that's not the take. Uh, the, the reason you're wrong He's on the take... a championship-winning player. The reason I think you're wrong on the take, trade is at this point, the players that were leaving that you named, half of them are washed up or at their end of their prime. You could say, like you know, great Boston icon exodus or something like that. And that's more believable. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot, I mean, I haven't, I don't have a full list in front of me. I was trying to find one, but I think there's a lot, a lot of talented players that are, that were here two, two, three years ago that are gone. It's, it's just the legacy guys. It just is the time for all of them. It seems to go. So is what it is. Yeah. Any input? I got nothing on the matter. Um, I I think you guys are just doomed. The whole city. Do you agree or disagree? Wow. What What's the summary of the take? You weren't listening to my take. No, screw you. No, I'm not telling you. I did. I, did. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand. The cat can go in a couple. Boston is experiencing the greatest exodus of talent from a sports city in the history. Uh, yeah. I mean, off off the cut, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yes. All right, who's got another take? Uh, I'll go now because my take uh, feeds into that, and mine's based off the band Tendi. And uh, listen to a few things. Uh, what's it, Chime or Kime? Kime. I can't pronounce his name, but um, 
within five years, we are going to be looking at Kime as we looked at Theo Epstein. That's my take. Um, Kime got put into a awful situation where basically we sold out for a championship, which is something I'm 100% okay with doing. I mean, one team out of 32 wins a championship a year. So if we have to sell out for a championship and be bad for a couple of years, 100% on board. But the decisions he's been making to rebuild our farm system that was completely beat down from the 2018 championship, how much we sold out for that, uh, I think Kaim's going to be within five years looked at the same way Theo Epstein was looked at in, like when he rebuilt the Red Sox. Um, I disagree for a couple reasons. Uh, the first reason is because Theo Epstein will never, like, he will never be touched because he won two cities that hadn't won in 80 plus years championships. And, uh, the way he built those rosters and how young he was, I think, is like, has kind of cemented his young as hell too. Yeah, he's young, but how old was Dylan? How old was Theo when he was GM? Do you know? No idea. All right. Well, anyways, um, Two, I think they're gonna take. I think they're gonna need time, much more time, to get back to competing for World Series. Um, maybe not for a division title, but the Yankees are strong, the Rays are strong, the Orioles will always be bad, and the Blue Jays are kind of up and coming. They got some talent. Um, uh, Kime is two years older right now than Theo Epstein was when he in two thousand four. So. Also, his name's Heim. Heim. Like it's C H. It's C H. Not buying it. It's Kaim. <laughs> Kaim Bloom. Well, I just think they got a long way to go. Did they announce the players for Ben and yet? Or is it nope. just players to be named later? Oh, yeah. They know. named a couple. They named a couple of them. I totally agree with you that selling out for a championship is fine when you have all that asset, all those assets, and you're trying to go get one. Um, Maybe sold out a little too much uh, because I think that we're hurt, going to be hurting for a while because I think we sold out big time. Uh, Dombrowski sold the whole farm for sale and other guys. So um, I don't know. It, I mean, it depends if they're going to re-sign the guys that they have here. I mean, we have X locked up. I don't know about Devers. What's his contract situation? Um, do we want to keep Verdugo around? Um, so I think I think it's going to take a little more than five years to have him in that same light. And oh, so yeah, he'll also be seven years older. Seven years older than Theo at by that point. So, Dill, any thoughts? Well, Tucker said he came in in a really bad situation, but this is actually probably the best situation as a um, a general manager because there's zero expectations and a team that's garbage. So you... no, but the cap they just had no farm system and so much. So much cap. I mean, so little cap at the time. I mean, obviously there's no cap, but they had so much in contracts already from signing all these guys. That is a bad situation to come into when you come into a team that just straight up doesn't have a farm team. Yeah, but that's like coming into a team that's garbage and then you're just the best player on the team type of situation. Cause yeah, no, the floor is lower, yeah. but I don't know. I, I mean, if you're a GM, you want to go to, you want to be in the best situation possible. Yeah, but that's the thing is you can make something out of nothing, you know, in a few years. And if something, you know, if we get better, then like, good job, dude. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, that much of a struggle for this team for too long. We're the Boston Red Sox, you know, we'll get guys. Um, 
we just got to clean house a little bit, and then we'll see you in two, three years when we have some younger guys. I'm not too worried. Cam, anything? Go Yankees. All right. This is this is not my uh, my topic of choice. I don't know who Hajim is, nor do I know who. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. Something about him. <laughs> if there's anything like that guy, he's not going to be good. <laughs> Cam always tapped into Boston baseball. All right, uh, Bill, you got a take? Yeah, I do. So. Uh... Today, floating around the interwebs was the video of Happy Gilmore, a.k.a. Adam Sandler, um, whacking a ball in the signature style. Um, and, and I saw a tweet by the Bruins um, who commented back on it, and it was um, like, we've had to watch the clip of you uh, getting beat down by Bob Barker every in every opposing arena for 25 years because you didn't have a scouting report on Bob. <laughs> I thought that was funny as hell, but then I started thinking about like other, um, like little clips that go on on the jumbotron mid game, and my take is easy, is simple. Uh, the best like gaff or, or uh, clip that that any sports team can ever put on the jumbotron at any game is a goddamn kiss cam. I love the kiss cam. Kiss cam's elite. Uh, it brings the men and the and the girls together. It's fantastic. It gets in the players' heads when they start shining it on two players on the opposing team's dugout. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then they can't hit their next at bat. They're thinking about, what if everybody thinks I'm gay? So it's great. I love the kiss cam. Let's bring the kiss cam back. As soon as we get fans at the games, I need kiss cam. I need to see it when I'm at my house watching the games. Kiss cam, greatest uh, thing they can put up on the Jumbotron mid-game. Um, I'm actually... Uh... I'm not a fan of this kiss cam myself. Um, I think it's a lot of times there's some staging going on for the kiss cam. And, uh, you know, they, I've seen teams have little skits set up, so I don't trust it. Um, I, I'd say keep keep relationships separate from sports. I, I'm not I'm not super into the kiss cam. Uh, I personally like I like I know that I, when I'm at games and somebody gets proposed to, I immediately yell, don't do it. Oh, that yeah. Well, that that's that's uh, trashy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it's all right. I I really don't have an opinion. It's an odd take. Nothing but nothing gets the fans going like a good kiss cam se- segment. I like the beer chugging more than a kiss cam. I'd rather have a beer chug. Uh, yeah. Tucker. Uh, yeah, I can think of. I'm trying to think of some stuff. Sweet Caroline, better thing to put on. You can't. You can't put that on any on every game and any sporting thing. Put on every Red Sox game, 162 times a year. Nope, not 162. Smoked. Not 162 times a year. (laughs) (laughs) One stadium. um, I mean, I'm always a fan of a good kiss cam. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not sure it's. Like I'm not crazy about it. Man, you guys, yeah. I figured you guys were gonna like that. About it. Yeah, I'm not getting excited to watch other people kiss on. I have a, I have a uh, game presentation take though. They stop Sweet Caroline. The Red Sox should not play uh, Sweet Caroline if they are down by more than three runs. Yeah, it does kill the mood. I've been there for a couple once. It's just like 
There's a couple people that still enjoy it. Like, the people that, like, came oh, I still sing the... my ass off, but... Yeah, but, um... No, actually, I'm super against you on this. That's part of coming to baseball. If I went to a Red Sox game and Sweet Caroline wasn't played, I'd be a little salty leaving. No way. Uh, Cam, thoughts on the Kiss Cam? I love the Kiss Cam. Thank you. Uh, why am I not surprised? Because every time it's up there, it's saying, Hey, Kiss Cam, Kiss Cam, I'm Cam. Um, so I just feel like I get shouted out at every single sporting event. And, yeah, so that's part of it. And then Dylan starting off by saying, I saw this thing about Happy Gilmore on Twitter and then going into I love the Kiss Cam, crazy turn of events, but I liked it, good take. Uh, lastly, though, uh, FSU football games, I'm pretty sure they do this with others as well. Um, they'll put, like, a race up there. Like, they'll have three chickens running or something. And then, obviously, it's a random pick of, like, who wins. But it's a race, and the fans get really hyped up and, like, bet on who's going to win. Obviously, random, 33% chance each. But uh, that's always gets me fun is a little gambling mid-game. But big kiss campaign. Kiss. Um, has anyone here been involved in a kiss campaign? Because I certainly have not. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's Waste It Takes. Um, let's see. So, slow week in the sports news world. Big sports uh, news. You got breaking news? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, It happened Monday. Uh, Huge sporting news. Uh, UNC has scheduled a basketball game against Northeastern for tomorrow. Are you going to go? I can't go, obviously. I'm just super pumped about it. Drive out here. Um, Have you heard of... There's no fans, Trey. There's no fans. You went to school there. Pretend like you still do. And you're a trainer. Um, Okay, so the biggest news of the week, probably J.J. Watt getting released from the Texans. Um, Just wanted to get everybody's opinion. Do they think J.J. can still play? And where do they think he's going? Um, I think he's going to the Packers. I think the Packers are going to make a move here. He grew up in Wisconsin. He always has said he's, you know, he, he grew up a Packers fan, and they need a reason to for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, not hate it there. And I think it's a good a good plan if they bring in a little defensive help, big name, and they get some more rushing on the outside. I also like the Patriots to get him. Um, I'm starting to think they won't, but I think uh, it's a perfect situation for both sides there because. JJ seems like a guy who wants to come in with like a winning culture and like a smart head coach after dealing with all the crap he's dealt with. And um, they the Patriots desperately need help up front. I think him and Belichick would get along great together. Both love like America and like I think they'd be best pals. Uh, both hard nosed guys. I think JJ could put up with Bill's bull crap. So I'd like to see him go to the Patriots. Um, and then of course I think the Steelers are a big player with TJ being there. But uh, Tucker, where do you think JJ's going? Well, not just TJ. TJ and Derek are both in Pittsburgh. Well, Derek sucks, so whatever. Yep, like all three brothers together. Um, so I so I've look at all of them. Um, he's seriously considering the Browns right now, which weirds me out because of his connections to all the other cities. just seems like the Browns would be so random to go to. But um, I think he might go to Chicago. His Chicago wife, would be good. His wife plays uh, soccer for the professional soccer, woman soccer team of Chicago. If anyone can name that team, I'll give them 20 bucks. Uh, are they the Red something, the Stars, Red Stars or something like that? 
I don't know. I can but, tell you um, what the men's yeah. league in there is. So I and honestly, Ryan Pace is such an idiot that um, he'll pay JJ Watt as if he's in the m- middle of his prime. Like I still think JJ Watt's a great player. JJ Watt isn't prime JJ Watt anymore, and I think everyone realizes that. But um, I just think he's either gonna go to Chicago. Uh, Packers or Steelers, just because he has such strong connections to those three teams, I can't see him going elsewhere. It is the Red Stars. That's twenty bucks. Twenty dollars, baby. Ah, I should keep my mouth shut. Um, uh, Cam, any ideas for Um, I'm with you guys. I think Packers is probably number one, just because the last. <laughs> kind of big-name defensive guy you see there is Clay Matthews. And I think those guys are very similar. I think if Clay Matthews got a haircut like J.J. Watt, it'd actually look a lot of like. Uh, That's racist. So, uh, and then, like you said, grew up in Wisconsin or went to college in Wisconsin, whatever it was. And just having a leader on the defense, leader on the offense, that team – does not have a pass rush. They don't have a linebacker after they got rid of Blake Martinez. I think that would be a really good fit. Um, and then the Steelers, my my other option there, just like you said, all the connections. But uh, those are kind of my only top two right now. I think the Giants, you know, why not? You don't not? think he wants to be with his wife in Chicago? Green Bay is three hours away. It's not that bad. Yeah, I've made that drive in a bus. It was not that bad. See? Don't made the drive in a bus. <laughs> JJ Watt can do it on Our plane bus driver was smoking cigs right in the friggin' front of the bus. JJ Watt can pack of cigs on his way to death, watch his wife play soccer, and then go back up to Green Bay. Um, Packers or Steelers, lock it in. One of them's happening. Anywhere else, don't see it. Maybe Giants. Uh, or Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins posted a picture today of him and JJ saying, let's finish what we started. Well, they didn't start it. Well, I'll start off by saying I think J.J. is a bit of a hothead. Uh, I think he's a little full of himself. I don't think that would be a good fit in New England, uh, opposed to what Trey says. I think that means he'll be a great fit in Green Bay because uh, Aaron Rodgers is a big hothead, so they're, they'll are they be hothead buddies. I think you're using the term hothead incorrectly. Just super incorrectly. Very wrong. What? Huge Big ego. Big head. You're looking big for big ego. head. Yeah, big ego. Hothead. Yeah, not hothead. No, hothead's, hothead's like a short off. temper. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. No, completely no. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he, a short temper, two very different things. Okay, hothead as in like... He, he, Hothead's like a guy that gets angry really quick. Yeah. Like, hot shit? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, same, it's all the same thing. They're not the same thing, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, it means anyway, that... Also, also, you're wrong. He's such a team guy. I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah, no, he is a team over player. Like He's too full of himself to be in New England. Uh, he's... Okay. Your take. I'm right. sorry to interject. All right. So, and, and so I think he, he, he'd fit in well with uh, what they got, that pile of poo up in uh, Wisconsin with Aaron Rodgers and his dumb turtleneck. I think they'd fit in great together. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, other sports news. Um, the Hall of Fame. We did not get to. You guys really didn't like week. that. What? You really didn't like like my take there. 
No, I, I don't think he's um, a, 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 a hothead, as you called it, at all. You don't, you don't like my J.J. Watt take? You don't like my Kiss Cam take? What is it? What, you guys not like me? I mean, the Kiss Cam <laughs> take is just like, is, I like Kiss Cam. Kiss Cam, yeah, it's, okay. it's a... Okay. Kiss me. All right, let's no, move on. Kiss me. So, we have the Hall of Fame picks. Why can I not find the list online? Hall of Fame picks. Give me a second. Somebody talk. Just start off, start off with Peyton Manning. All right, yeah, Hall of Fame selected. We've got Peyton Manning leading the class. Uh, first ballot, I think that's an easy one um, to pick. Um, obviously, great, one of the great all-time quarterbacks. Used to get really, really frustrated when people would try to compare him to Brady. Um, not even close, but still heck of a player. Um, he got carried to that last Super Bowl, but, you know, he still won it. And that was his second Super Bowl, which certified him as a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the eyes of Dylan Benham. Um, I mean, that was an easy one, picking Peyton Manning. I have got no gripes with it. Uh, Cam, that's your that's your man's. What do you got to say? Yeah, he's, easy pick. I don't think anyone's mad about this one. Uh, no controversy there. Big forehead. That's it. <laughs> Huge forehead. Tucker? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Anyone that right in mind is going to um, say that Peyton Manning's not a Hall of Famer. Daryl, anything on Peyton? Uh, two things. One, did you see him eat shit on the ski slopes yesterday? Uh, that was Eli. That was Eli? Oh, that was shit. Eli, yeah. Well, I look too much alike. Big heads. So, uh, also, Peyton, it's kind of funny. Um, we're talking about Peyton Manning Hall of Fame, and we used to talk about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. And how even they are, and how not even they are now. Uh, but yeah, for sure, Hall of Famer. Another big one: um, Calvin Johnson. Short career, but Megatron was elite. I remember every year hearing the rumors. So, oh well, you know, the Patriots might go get him, and then even three years after he retired, Calvin Johnson is going to come out of retirement and play for the Patriots. Always dreamed that would happen, but he helped with a crap franchise. He helped Matt Stafford make make him what he was, what he is now. You know that guy that has the Hall of Fame numbers. Uh, the Calvin Johnson rule can never forget that dropping the ball uh, in the end zone or banging off the ground in your hand or whatever the heck that rule even is. Um, but Megatron definitely deserves to be in there. Wish he had a longer career. Like, would like to see what he did. Cam. Yeah, I've said this on the show a couple times before. He was probably, he's probably the best wide receiver I got to watch a full career of uh, like start to finish got to see his whole career and he's he's just unreal I mean his highlight film is just him against three guys half of his plays playing for the Lions no other weapons so he's a Madden player oh yeah no he's a cheat code Um, this is kind of like saying if Gronk like actually retired last year Obviously, the rings make a difference, but I think stats-wise and, like, regular season numbers-wise, they kind of had a similar career where they just put up crazy numbers. They were the best at their position, but they retired a little early. That's kind of what I compare it to. Um, but dude's unreal. Happy for him. That's first ballot, right? First ballot, yep. Good. Uh, like Tucker, it. anything on Megatron? Um, I was 
maybe a little bit surprised to see him as a first ballot. I'm happy for him. He definitely deserved it. I just thought with a short career like he had, it might just be like one of those things where the Hall won't let him in for a couple of ballots. But, I mean, he absolutely deserves it. He's one of the most dominant wide receivers of all time. Maybe, if not the most dominant. Yeah, I agree with that. I understand why you might think that. Um, Dylan, anything on? Do you even know who he is? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Um, See, I started watching football when I was in maybe 10th grade, which brings us to about, like, 2013-ish. And I don't, don't really remember this guy because he his last game was in 2015 um but looking at his stats i don't think many guys can say that you know all of their years but one they didn't have over a thousand yards from scrimmage and that's pretty elite <laughs> um one thing though uh only appeared in two playoff games so is he a winner i don't know but uh his team was dog yeah, well, That's why. yeah, and they always threw him the ball because they were down. So, uh, <laughs> but but no, I've seen the highlight reels. The guy's insane. Uh, so, sure, why not? More guys in the hall. I, lo- I love celebrating. Let's celebrate the players. Just throw them all he in. Reminds me, he reminds me of a young me in high school. Um, that's that's the comparison I used to get. You know, is that Megatron or is that Trey? I don't know. But um, Charles Woodson. College teammate of Tom Brady's is now in the Hall of Fame, which is nuts to think about, considering he just won the ship. But uh, Charles Woodson, I like Charles Woodson. Good, good analyst. He should be in the Hall of Fame as an analyst, maybe at, at some point. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't really re- remember much. Did he finish? Cam, do you know if he finished his career with the Packers? Is that right? Uh, no, with the Raiders. The Raiders? Did he? Did he win the Super Bowl with the Packers? Uh, yeah. I'm looking That's at what it. I remember. I think he got hurt in that game, too. Um, but, yeah, Charles Woodson, hell of a safety. Not much I have to say other than that. Uh, don't Didn't really pay too much attention to his career. Uh, I know he played in the tuck roll game. I think he made the made the hit, maybe? That was it. Or he was he picked, he recovered the fumble that was caused on the tuck. That wasn't actually a fumble because of the rule book. It's not listed as a fumble, so I won't argue this. But, um... Hall of Famer for sure, definitely a great, great player, and I do remember him getting hurt in that Super Bowl with the Packers and watching from the sideline when they won. That's all I can really say about Woodson. Cam? Yeah, another guy that like you kind of got to watch his whole career. Obviously not maybe the first five years or so, but one of those guys like on the line with like Champ Bailey, Darrell Revis, who you always drafted when when you made a created your own team. And Madden just chose the highest ranked guys. It was always Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey, like Darrell Revis, Nomni Asamoah. Ed Reed? Yeah, all those. Nomni Asamoah. Remember when he was a 99 overall in Madden? What yeah. weird. <laughs> uh, Tucker, anything on Woodson? Um, I didn't. I'm not going to lie. Don't remember watching Woodson that much growing up. Um,. I mean, but I'm looking at his stats now, over a, almost 100 forced turnovers over his career. Had, like, three different seasons with eight-plus interceptions. I mean, the guy was a monster uh, in all the ways that matter. And so, yeah, I can 100% understand why he's in the Hall. I don't think anyone's – I mean, I feel like the Hall of Fame, there's not really that many questionable guys that shouldn't have made it that do make it. It's more guys that – 
there's just there's way more guys that should have made that didn't than guys that have that shouldn't have. Uh, Dylan, anything on Woodson at all? So I haven't heard of this guy uh, until about five minutes ago. Um, but looking at his stat sheet, um, he played. He started his career in 1998 and retired in 2015. Um, it, it just looks like one of those players that was, you know, extremely uh, consistent at being very good, or, or at least good. Um, which what it takes to be in the Hall of Fame. You won't see guys that are just have spurts of five years that are good. You need that consistency. Um, it looks like this guy for sure had it. So all in, like it. Um, yeah, rounding out the list, we got John Lynch, the current GM for the 49ers, who we talked about uh, last year when we had this conversation. Tom Flores for the Raiders. Bill Nunn for the Steelers. Alan Faneca for the Steelers. And Drew Pearson for the Dallas Cowboys. I have no idea who anybody is besides... I feel like I've heard the names Drew Pearson, Alan Faneca, and Tom Flores before. But besides John Lynch, I don't know anything about their careers. Uh, anybody got anything on them? Cam, maybe? No. I, don't, I mean, Alan Faneca I've heard of. I think another guy that drafted is like left tackle and Madden, but... Other, yeah, other than John Lynch, I don't really know any of them. All right. Um, that's all I really had for sports talk, unless anybody else has got anything, any topics they want to bring up. I, I saw one headline um, earlier today about LeBron. Um, he said that when there was a lockout in 2011, he had like multiple offers to play NFL football, and he for sure could have played. Like, guys wanted him to play. Uh, like, I don't know if there's any uh, truth to that statement at all, but I can surely see him playing NFL. Is there anybody else? I think we may have talked about this before. Anybody else who yeah. had played bef- before a different sport that you could think could play uh, football if they chose? So I saw this news, too. Um, I, I saw, and I've seen it before. I think we have talked about it before. He said, like, the Cowboys and the Seahawks reached out to him or something. But, um, yeah, we've, we've had the, the conversation. I think that this probably led into our, our uh, segment last year when we said, what position would we all play if we were a professional athlete or a professional football player? Um, I still think LeBron could have done it. I think he should have done it, but, but probably wouldn't be where he is now. I would have liked to see um, how, like, some of the guys that got drafted in the MLB played, like Russell Wilson, and uh, I would have loved to see Tom Brady as a catcher for the Montreal Expos. I think that would have been entertaining. But, yeah, no, I, I, somebody had a take. I don't remember who it was. It might have been Tucker or Cam had a take that LeBron would have been, like, an all-pro tight end. And that was Tucker. Uh, if he played. Yeah, it was me. All yeah, right, never so. mind. I, I don't think there's any doubting that he could have actually played. I actually, um, a few weeks back, I don't know what prompted me to do it, but I looked up his highlight tape from high school. He's he was he was a big dude, and he just ran past people. He was nasty. Um, one guy I would have loved to see play uh, football that ended up playing basketball was Allen Iverson because you know he was like a. I also watched his state champ. Uh, yeah, his yeah. tape is incredible from when he was a. Uh, when he was in college playing football, I mean high school playing football, he was incredible. 
Yeah, he for sure would have been nasty too. Um, all right. Uh, any other topics, Cam? You got anything, or do we want to move on to list guys, our new favorite segment? We uh, I mentioned briefly we did it last year. Would um, best team to not make the playoffs or most likely to make the playoffs that didn't this year? Don't have to go into that if we don't want to, but I, I definitely think there's a couple teams worthy of it. Didn't we kind of cover who's going to make the playoffs next year last week in our... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just saying the best team that didn't, but um, we don't have to talk we about We could touch on that next week. Didn't? I mean, I'd have to think about it more. I don't know. Any yeah, I'd need that. a little bit of time for that. Damn, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I would, go, I would, just, go, I would just go with the Dolphins. I mean, just because their defense and... Um, kind of sad to see him just let out at ten and six at the end of the year. Um, but that's all. I'm, that's on Tua. They shouldn't have played Tua at all. Fitzpatrick would have let him there, and you know maybe they're they're in for a rude awakening if they don't figure it out. The best team that didn't make the playoffs for me. Uh, like like the best team this year, or like. Which playoff, which non-playoff team is going to have like a good come up or what? Like that's why I'm could be a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of. Sp- I'm going to go with the, the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think what they had with DeAndre there making plays, that hail mary, um, and Kyler really stepping it up. Um, I think that they are on the right track, first of all, and I think that last year they were a pretty darn good team. Uh, I don't know if I have just that much faith in the Dolphins yet. I also think the Giants had put together a little bit of something, kind of teetered off towards the end of the year there. But um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Cardinals, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to say the team that I think always is like that team that's always like the best team to not make the playoffs, it feels like, which is the Chargers. That team, I just feel like, has the pieces on offense and defense. I'm pretty sure they were ranked top 10 in offense and defense last year overall in, like, efficiency. So that's just a team that I think had everything. They just couldn't put it together, and their coach was also a huge idiot. just want to say before Dylan goes, these are all teams that the Patriots have that the Patriots beat last year that we're naming. But go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go uh, wild, wild, get wild. I can't speak. You know, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Giants. So they got kind of gypped there at the end. I, if they squeaked out a win earlier in the season, they would have been in, and Washington football team would not have been there. So I'm going Giants. All right, uh, let's move on to list guys. So as Dylan mentioned in his wasted take, big viral video today of Adam Sandler hitting the. Hitting the old happy swing for um, the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. And Cam actually wanted to do this list last week, but I talked him out of it. But um, let's do our top five Adam Sandler movies. Who wants to go first? Because this is a tough one. I'll go first. I'm not going. This, this, the, the, you guys struggle with this. This one was a cakewalk for me. Uh, I'll start at the bottom. Uh, number five, Big Daddy. This is a classic film. Uh, it's a sleeper. Y- if you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it because it's funny as hell, especially the first uh, 15 minutes when they're at the party at the beginning. Um, number four, Mr. Deeds, um, Iron Boot. This man 
I don't, I don't know. Like this used to, this was like an old film that they redid and made funny. Um, I don't know. I just love the film. Uh, then we're going Waterboy, uh, Waterboy number three, football movie. Love football. Adam Sandler, obviously tremendous actor, plays a guy a little bit maybe below the spectrum, uh, but fantastic. And then we're gonna go up to number two, Billy Madison. You guys can speak on on all these two, so I don't kind of hog it. But Billy Madison, number two, and number one, obvious, Happy Gilmore. And it's an easy five. These are the this is the oldies. This is the prime uh, late 1990s, early 2000 films from uh, Adam Sandler for sure. Yeah, Dill. So I, I'm I'll go off of you because you and I. Billy, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, we quote to each other on a daily basis. Um, but so they'll be, they'll definitely be on this list. But let me get my, let me get my three honorable mentions. Um, Click, which I haven't seen in forever, which is a good, uh, a really good movie. A little emotional at the end, you know, throwing that little note of emotion at the end. Then, uh, my next one's Chuck and Larry. Uh, love that movie. I think it's very funny. Probably not as acceptable in today's times, but, I still think it's very funny. And then surprisingly, though, I have Big Daddy in my honorable mentions. Uh, everything you said about it is correct. Great movie. My number five is The Longest Yard, another football movie, another remake of uh, uh, an older movie. Um, I, it's, it, I don't think people talk about this movie enough. It's a football movie. It's funny. It's got Chris Rock in it. Uh, Burt Reynolds, who was in the original um, Longest Yard, just got Nelly in there. Um Hysterical movie. My number four is also football. Waterboy. Uh, you know, got to keep the football movies together. Bobby Boucher is an all-time character. My number three is Mr. Deeds. Uh, great movie. Um, I remember me and Peyton Schiff used to always quote the part where they're in the helicopter singing um, David Bowie, and he goes, boy, Anderson. Makes me laugh every time. Uh, number two, Dylan. You're right. Billy Madison's number two. Uh, tough one to pick between that and my number one, but Billy Madison... Extremely quotable movie, very random, very funny, um, all-time classic. But number one is Happy Gilmore, easily. If you don't have no- Happy Gilmore as number one, you don't know Adam Sandler. Um, the quoting, the characters, Shooter McGavin, all-time villain, Veronica, or not, is it, Ver- no, it's not. Veronica Bennett? It's Virginia Bennett. Vir- oh, Virginia geez. Bennett, Smoke Show, uh, The Happy Place with Grandma, Ben Stiller making cameos. He showed up in Hubie Halloween earlier this year. So my number one's Happy Gilmore. Who's next? I can go. Go ahead. Um, at my number five, I got Fifty First Dates. This is already um, trash. I just that's just a movie I've always liked. The uh, old Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler movie. This is like I don't know. This movie like has I'm pretty sure I have it had it on DVD as a kid and watched it probably one too many times, but. That's one of the, like, Adam Sandler movies outside of the main two that I can think of that really stick out to me. Um, number four, I got Billy Madison, obviously one of the all-time greats. Yeah, I knew I was getting some hate for having it that low, but I think we know which is going to be above there for me. So oh. at number three, I put That's My Boy. Oh. I just find that inherently funnier. Like, I just, I will laugh significantly more watching That's My Boy than... Billy Madison, I think that's because I'm both a Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg fan, so I'm a real sucker for that movie. Uh, number two, I have Happy Gilmore. 
Obviously oh. one of the all-time greats. I'm just missing Trey off this entire time. And uh, number one, I have longest yard. That's just, it's always been my favorite. It always will be my favorite. There's just nothing that comes close to me. All right, Cameron. This is your list you requested, so go ahead. Uh, just going to make sure you can hear me, just because this is important stuff. Um, I'm going to do some honorable mentions as well. I have longest yard. Um, they're coming in in round six. Uh, 51st Dates, also honorable mention. Tucker mentioned it. Uh, great movie. Love the part where he predicts the Viking game and wins money offer. Um, and then Eight Crazy Nights. Didn't mention that one. Uh, cartoon flick that he did, but all the same comedy. Love that movie. Um, but now into the top five. Still and I also have Big Daddy coming in at five. Great film. Got the Sweet Life Zack and Cody kids. When they were little, um, big saggy balls is my favorite part of that entire movie. It gets me every time. Um, <laughs> number four, you guys are not going to like this. I got Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's just not one of those ones that I used to watch over and over like I did with, with the other ones. I think you're going to watch that movie a hundred times back to back and when you get bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. I mean, I can do that with probably the whole top five. Uh, just... Not not my favorite favorite. Uh, number three, I got Billy Madison. Haven't seen it in a while. I actually really want to watch that movie soon because that Veronica Vaughn. Um, <laughs> number two, I got Waterboy. Um, obviously a classic there. No explanation needed. And then number one, I have Mr. Deeds. Now, Mr. Deeds is my number one for the reason of one, it's just a classic movie great plot great humor and then it's also a movie that i had on dvd which i can't say for a lot of these other ones but if you have a movie on dvd you're forced to watch it over and over and it's just a movie i i know almost every line to love the movie uh so mr deeds number one but that's my my top five that's all right it's all right not bad list from anybody there i i can i can get behind most of those that's my boy breaking a top five is odd but what are you gonna do all right movie time Lay Miz, who watched it? Nope. I did. No. No one did. Cameron, did you watch it? No, never will. Okay, well, uh, me and Dylan, uh, you guys are on notice this week. I don't know who's picking, but you got to watch. Dylan, you texted us and said you loved it. I I was surprised myself. Um, So, first... I, I apparently I'm a big musical guy. I don't know. I mean, I was in one. I feel like I, I felt some spiritual connection to the characters in this one because you know I'm, I'm you know a prominent uh, actor in in the musical field. So uh, this movie started off and I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. This is long <laughs> and it's gonna suck. And we got past the first ten minutes of the guy singing, pulling the boat, and then stealing some some uh, candlesticks. And getting all upset with uh, the guy, but then the guy was like, "Oh my god!" The the bishop or whatever was like, "No, like you're you're gonna be a good person. God saved you, whatnot." And then Angelina, not Angelina Jolie, and Hathaway, and Hathaway comes in and just starts crying and crying and bawling and singing. And I was like, "I need this to end. It is this is this is killing me." And then she died, and I was like, "All right, maybe something will turn around here." Um, and then after that. Uh, I thought it was great. I love the story with uh, the, the like revolution with the kids and yeah, I don't know, the, the music started getting a little bit better. Um, 
and then I liked the plot. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was like, I was into it. I wasn't getting as upset when everybody was like speaking but singing at the same time once it started going on. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed it once we got past the first like half an hour. Yeah, so I totally agree with you. The second half is is much better, um, much better music. Like I said last week, they have those couple like war songs that they go through that are pretty pretty kick ass bangers. Um, what do you got for a score? A score? I mean, a, as a movie, like is this like an old musical or did they so just come up with this? It's, it was written in. The, it's based off a Victor Hugo no, novel that he wrote during the time of. Um, you know, that revolution, he lived through it. So he, he wrote that, um, and then it was turned to a musical in, like, the 80s, I want to say. Okay, so because it was, like, they didn't come up with it, I'm going to give it a lower score um, because I figured, like, if some person just, like, came up with this stuff, like, on the spot, like, three years ago, it would have been, that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's solid. Wow, that's high. Um, uh, wait, this might change your score, actually. Did you know that all the singing was done live? They didn't use any backing tracks? They were When they were singing, they were singing live on set? I'll, I'll, I'll give that a pass, because they definitely did some enhancements. So, sure enough, they could sing, but like I can sing, too, and someone can make it sound okay. Um, I actually don't like this movie as much. Um you said seven five. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I don't like. It's the beginning's really slow, and then it's just kind of hard to follow with the singing sometimes. I like Sasha Baron Cohen's part in it. That was pretty funny. Um, but overall, to me, not a not a giant fan of the film. I'm gonna go closer to a five two for me. All right, Dill. Since you watched, you, you picked, picked a movie that was a five two. Yeah, I just wanted to put you through a three hour movie. Oh, well, it didn't work. Clearly, well, now Dylan gets to pick, and hopefully you like the movie he picks, because you're watching it. All right, so I'm going to go on on Netflix real quick, so if, is there anything else we want to talk about? No. Does, any, <laughs> does anybody else have a movie that they want to pick? I kind of want to watch Greatest Showman. We talked about that last week. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'll, I'll watch that one. Is it? It's definitely not on Netflix, though, right? What? Um, what is it on? Uh, Netflix. Yeah, I don't think it's on anything. I I don't care. I had a thought, so I I bought the movie on Amazon for eighteen dollars. So are we doing that? Oh, it's on Disney Plus, apparently. All right, I can do that. Are we doing that? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I'll take the movie of the week. I can't wait. All right, uh, that's there. It is uh, greatest showman. I don't want to watch it, but maybe I will. I don't know. I don't have to. So yeah, um, but you will. You always watch the movies. Yeah, because I'm a good podcast friend that I'd like to, to participate in the conversation. I'd like to, and I like to be a part of the conversation and actually add my input. But all right, that's ways it takes. Uh, slow week. Hopefully, some. Some of these trades come through next week, so we can actually talk about something. But uh, and hopefully we and hopefully can, we can figure out putting on. out the podcast. That'll be <laughs> that'll probably, probably important. But oh yeah, um, no one even cares since we haven't podcast this week. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll figure that out. I, I will make it my priority to figure that out this week. But uh, all right, 
Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week, hopefully. Peace. See you.